0: Episode 28. This is the Danden and RJ Machismo podcast. Uh, this is Danden. Uh, my co-host uh, RJ uh, is currently on vacation with his family. So, um, you know, he said was up to, uh, to everybody. Uh, and thanks for everybody for support. Uh, tonight, we got a very special guest. Uh, he is considered, in my opinion, you know, one of the, the OGs of uh you know the, the the Nike talk uh days and we you know we will definitely talk more about it we got mark genato aka aramag knows how are you doing what's tonight up, what's up? I'm doing wonderful man thanks for having me hey man it's a it's an honor to have you I finally got you on after like seeing you at different platforms of podcasts and you know me and my, my homie RJ like you know what we need to get this guy man like I know <laughs> First and foremost, we want to say congratulations on your baby girl and thank also you, your you. engagement. You know, more blessings to you and your family. Yeah. So
1: thank you. Thank definitely,
0: you. Definitely, man. Hey, this is, like I said, my word of advice, enjoy them while they're that size because that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, bro. So you're going to start it off um, with an icebreaker. So tell us more about yourself. Oh, man. I'm I'm uh, Air Mag. Uh, Air Mag
1: the name has nothing to do with the shoe. Ironically enough, Air of course is inspired by Nike, and Mag are simply just my initials. So it just coincidentally became uh, Air Mag. So I've been Air Mag for over 20 years. Um, on you know from since AOL Instant Messenger, <laughs> that, was my, that was my name back then, and then of course on Nike talking to modern day. But yeah, I just you know I'm just a person just like you who just had a passion for sneakers before it was popular when people looked at me crazy for having more than one pair of shoes in the school year. Um, and, you know, just thankful to have grown up in a time to where I got to see um, the sneaker culture in the very earliest to, to to watch it grow and, and blossom on the internet and uh, to, to, to where it is to this day. And I'm just thankful to say, you know, kind of like seeing, a, a, you know, your favorite player from rookie to the end of their career you know i'm just glad i've been able to been around and in the culture to be able to see it all
0: yeah man you know i'm glad that you know we were able to not yet you're you're not going to hang your your number at the rafters yet you know what i'm saying so yeah you're still you know you're still playing this game called life like everybody else (laughs) yeah yeah now you're gonna be you know you are a father and a you know husband soon to be so you know just keep doing your thing bro you know much much love and respect with that um, so so your your initials M A G, that's how you got mm-hmm. the name Airmag. Exactly. Yep. When we were just coming up with even emails, you know, it was like people would just be like,
1: you know, their first name and then whatever number Yahoo generated for you, it'd be like Mark Six Seven Five at Yahoo.com. And I'm like, I don't want no crazy, I wanted to find something that was easy. I didn't want to be that person that's like M A underscore capitalized. No, I wanted uh, my email to be like, here, it's going to be this at this, at Gmail, or at Yahoo, or whatever it was. So I was like, really, you know, try to find something that wasn't really corny, like hot boy at Yahoo or something like that. <laughs> you <laughs> know, like a lot of people had back then, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I needed something that was going to have longevity.
0: And uh, yeah, so I came up with Air Mag. So do, when um when people call you Air Mag, like, how do you react to that? Like, I know people call like, I guess it's, it's hard nowadays to put a, put a name, a screen name with a face. So like, can you explain like, how did that, how did pe- how did you react when people call oh, Are you, your air mag knows, right? Or air mag. How did you react towards that interaction? You know what? Ironically, the first time I started hearing that were at Nike talk summit
1: because mm-hmm. on Nike talk, when we would go out, people that we did, we just knew each other's avatars a lot of people don't, you know even to this day people really don't put their nike top their face on nike top you get roasted you know what i mean so it wasn't a thing so when you go to summit you go show up and start going oh so you know who, who are you who are you and it's just oh i'm mad i'm air mag oh dope you know i've seen you on x y and z and so that's where you know from summits because there was a purpose yeah, it was it, it didn't it wasn't awkward. It's not like someone ran up on me at the grocery store like, "Yo Airbag, what up?" <laughs> that would be weird. Not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've had some scenarios like that, but I haven't like not not yeah it's not it wasn't so it was always appropriate whenever okay. someone had i had introduced myself someone had came up to me and said what's
0: up you'd be like hi right, my name is mark but you can call me air mag or, or <laughs> yeah
1: nah <laughs> and even now people just call me mag you know what i mean like friends will text yo mag you know and ask me a question or whatnot
0: so, but but that's where the name came from that's crazy well that's good i mean I i remember you even made a shirt too i remember when um i guess like during that time where it was like it was like the nose right like bow nose or pac-man nose i saw you yeah. had a blue joint that says uh air mag which is like super yeah, dope I, I have a few though. those so when they had the, the that nose campaign nike santa monica had
1: an id station and so i would go over there every you know couple of weeks and make a shirt it was like 35 bucks and i was like it was a dry state i'd work out in and like, and I, so I made a boatload of
0: things hell yeah 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 Damn. Yeah, man. I used to do this shit too, like this with the uh, with the Nike Band thing. You know, before the uh, <laughs> before the the Apple Watch. You know what I'm saying? You went that. You went hard oh, on that stuff, man. I was, I was like team. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was yeah, like this. <laughs> no, ironically,
1: yeah. it was. I actually learned that from Nike. Uh, the Nike staff at the Grove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so one time I did an age walk with Nike at that time, and I remember at the end they they all took like a group photo and somebody in the crowd was like you throw one of the employees like throw up your swoosh and the entire staff knew what that was because that was a, a sore thing yeah,
0: yeah so yeah. they
1: did this whole thing where they threw up their swoosh oh okay and i'm like oh that's pretty cool and then a year or two later when the field bank came out and i'm like how am i gonna I, I, some of the older pictures i'm doing it like, like this, or this. <laughs> and after a while, I'm like, "Oh shit!" All of just throw up the sushi. Goes with it. and that—that's where that came from. There yeah, but like, I credit Mikey as the grow for that,
0: for that, hey, and that's, that's the gang sign. I ran,
1: I ran gang five, five I miles,
0: came. bro. Five miles. <laughs> look, 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 yeah. look at my screenshot. Dope,
1: yeah, that yeah.
0: Shout out to the Fuel Band. I know. Rest in peace. That 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 was a good. That was a cool uh, device. All right, so next question for you, uh, Mark. Um, So, how did you get into sneakers, and uh, what are your favorite pairs? Ooh, uh,
1: got into sneakers. I mean, in the nineties, watching basketball. You know, what I mean, watching basketball games. Um, Growing up, uh, being Filipino, you know, us, us, uh, our Asian parents didn't want to spend money on shoes like that. We beat them up, and I got it. So I wore Payless for the longest time, And and it wasn't. I didn't get, quote unquote, name brand shoes until my feet stopped growing, you know what I mean? And th- that, that, and even then it was like shelter, Adidas, Cortez's, you know, um, whatever. But I started when, it was just seeing the fascination of Mike, what is he wearing, you know, seeing the commercials. And those are just like way out of bounds and price range at that time. So it was just more or less, Mike was a big influence of that, of course, you know what I mean, of just, um, Want to be like okay if I can't buy the shoes then I'm gonna wear my shorts a little bit baggy or you know whatever the case may be wear black socks because you saw the fat vibe do it you know I mean if you can't afford to do the thing because you could I can buy black socks I can afford that <laughs> you know so um and it you know it was always it, it always intrigued me I was very intrigued by um Shaq's first Reebok shoe I remember seeing that that, that the 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 home colorway, the white black with the blue. I was very fascinated with that, um kind of that shimmery blue. It was a really nice blue. I didn't get those, but then when MJ came out with the 11s, the shimmery blue already like caught my eye on the screen in 92. And when I saw the patent, I was like, "What is that? Like that's some spaceship stuff." You know what I mean? And so that's what really got me on. Okay, this is. Not I'm just gonna admire this now. I'm gonna go for that. Like that was crazy. Like I never seen nobody with something like that. You know, and so I was always interested in sneakers,
0: but it was it was the Concord Eleven that made me like,
1: okay, this is something different. I need I need to go for that.
0: Yeah, that 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 I think it's just that the the eye catchers, the patent leather, right? Because we've never seen we've never Never seen a, a shoe. With patent leather all around it, and you know, it was like ballistic mm-hmm. nylon, and and then the the bottoms are like icy sole. Like we've never we've seen that on you the did, what? no, we've seen, on, we've seen it on the four. no we did. No, no, we've seen it on the fives. We've seen it on the six, and then we can see it mm-hmm. after, for like what five models, little so, you know, six four yeah. models, which is crazy.
1: And so. if you look at all the basketball shoes, not even just MJ, but just across the board, all brands predominantly leather shoes mm-hmm. you no know, predominantly leather shoes and you know again like i could be wrong and i'll probably have to dig into it. but for me that's what caught my eye with the reebok pump the, the shaquille one that mm-hmm. shimmery blue on the back i didn't know it it almost it was almost like iridescent or something but it was yeah. something to where it was like yo this is not just typical leather somebody's thinking outside the box and so that's why i, I really started getting intrigued and, but what yeah and that patent leather it was loved and hated at the same time, but I was just like, that
0: is crazy. That was crazy. That was so crazy. So, Mark, you used to work at a shoe store, a sneaker store, right? Foot, foot Action? A couple. I did Foot Action. That was my first sneaker
1: store. And then I worked at Champs, and I actually opened... I actually was part of the original staff that opened the Nike outlet in Ontario Mills.
0: What?
1: Yeah, I was part of that first staff. I remember when they were building it, and they're, like, now I'm hiring, and I'm like... I got that first jump, and I left chance to go there.
0: That's dope. Yeah. So, what was it like for you? Like, I'm I'm sure you know the perks of you finally like purchasing with your own money, with you know like the shoes that you want, regardless if it's Jordans or Nikes or Reeboks. So, mm-hmm. um, what what was that luxury like? I, I'm sure you got you got employee discounts. So, what was that luxury like? Uh, you know, working at Foot Action, Nike. Um, you know, Nike Town, you know, what was those perks it like, like buying your, your own shoes? It was awesome. Going back to that Concord 11 in '95, I didn't
1: get it. I didn't get them. I was 14. I did not get them. My parents were like, nah, <laughs> for an ugly shoe like that, I'm like, no, no. You're, you're not ballerina. They thought it was ballerina shoe. like, you ain't getting them. So I still didn't get them. I did not, I never got. I never got the Concord until they released in 2000, and at that time I was actually working at Foot Action, and I got my yep, I, that was my first time I ever got them, and I was like, it was the greatest. They were 124.99, not this crazy 225 we have now. I got 30% off; it was 85 bucks. I bought a couple pairs. I didn't have to wait in line, and yeah, and I, I beat them, and I got a couple pairs now. And but yeah, no, it was it took five years. It took five years for me to get because it was you didn't have goat you didn't have stock actually eBay came in
0: '99 you know what I mean so
1: yeah no I waited five years to get those damn shoes
0: bro you know what's funny um I actually got that was my actually my first like Jordans that I bought for myself was Concord Elevens in uh, October 2000 I remember too um I was a freshman in college so I just finished my exam. And then I mm-hmm. went to, it's funny, I got it at foot action too. Like it was like the last pair <laughs> in my size on a mm-hmm. Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. So like this is when, when this is when like they were releasing Jordans on a weekday and that was unheard of. Now, like it's a Saturday drop now, nowadays. So yeah, because they they had
1: to because kids are ditching school. Shout out mm-hmm. to my mom. I would, she would go for me because she's like, I'm not gonna let you ditch school. What, what's the shoe? Like, I remember in 98, my mom, I had the black and white 13s on. My first drawers ended up being the twelves the following year. I was going to save up my lunch money. That's how I got those. But so the 13s came out. I remember my mom held me down so dope. She I had the black and white 13s on. She went and picked up the white and red joints and took me out of class. And I came back to class with the white and red joint. Oh, dude. Oh. Killing them. People were like, how do you have these already, dude? We haven't even got out of school yet.
0: But yeah, mom looked out for all that. Yeah. Wow, you had <laughs> you had a real passion, bro. You had the nerve to go back to school with 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 a new pair on, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then you know your homies would be like looking at. They're not paying attention in class. Obviously, they're looking at your feet. You yep. know, that you know. True. A lot of people didn't know back then. It was like you had. You know, it's not trying to be a show off. It's just that you've had that. How do I say it? You had that um that aura, right? That vibe, like. I'm wearing like a pair that, you know, it's, it's attainable. You know, if you save up your money, they're not limited, everybody mm-hmm. can get them but I guess it's just how right. you wear them. It's just how you, you know, your, your surroundings, like if you're with your homies, like high school, college, as an example, yep. I think those were like the, the neck breakers, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's funny that you say that neck breaker,
1: because people don't say that no more. Nope. Because the pro- the thing is, when you used to break necks, it was because you had that that Jordan out, pulled out, or whatever the case may be. Because, again, there was no resale market. Nope. And if you had it, you had it. If you don't, you don't use it. have to wait till the next color came out. And the neck breaker thing, it was dope because you broke someone's neck, and it wasn't even on some flossing shit. It was, oh, shit, there's somebody else that's, that's, that's like-minded. Mm-hmm. You almost met people because of that.
0: Yep.
1: you know what I mean you could go up to somebody like, oh, where'd you get those and then mm-hmm. that turns into a conversation you exchange numbers and now you yep. gotta yo they got your size over here and yep. then yep. you know what I mean so that was a very organic networking mm-hmm. like now people are too prideful to fucking give it up yeah. To be like oh you know I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna look like, yeah, yeah. no he ain't gonna break my neck you know what I mean and mm-hmm. that wasn't a negative thing people take it negative now but that wasn't a negative thing that was a way to bring people together because the normal person wouldn't care, but if you broke someone's neck, that means someone knew what you were wearing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they had taste; they were, they were in the culture. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was that was that was a dope thing, breaking neck back in the day.
0: Yeah, and it's not you know people for people's terms, it's not like a violent thing like you're trying to kill somebody. It's just like basically nah. you're all the tension is by on your feet. Like, you know, like you're looking you know, down. Like, like, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you walk past somebody, it's just like you look at a pretty girl. You're mm-hmm. like, Woo, but you're not looking at a girl. You're like, yo, my yeah. man got some ill kicks. Where'd he go? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that car. You know what I mean? So it was it was it was a dope it was a
0: dope thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean I'm you know, we all we miss those days, right? Just like high school, just trying to you line up your outfit the night before, you know what I mean? Like you got you got your <laughs> like the you,
1: first day of school every You day. got your
0: shirt like, you know, ironed out, your your jeans, you know what I'm saying? You know? Like you got your shoes in front of your in front of your bed. You're you're you know unlaced. You're ready for them. So, shout out to the good days, man. So um, yeah, man. Shout out to the good days. So uh, next question for you. Uh, it's a good one. So uh, back on uh, June of two thousand five, you were one of the seventy-two mm-hmm. uh, individuals that won the raffle for the Air Jordan undefeated Jordan Force in uh, in L.A. an undefeated L.A. So explain to us what happened on that day and do you still have your pair? So, okay. So that was
1: crazy. So the way it worked back then, uh, of course, everybody wanted, and, you know, of course, we all first saw the, the shoes and heard about the shoes on Nike Talk. There was no there was no social media. There was no commercial for it. It was just like, if you knew, you knew. And that's why we went to Nike Talk just to get inside information like that. And um, Nike Talk, or not Nike Talk, Undefeated, union and uh i forgot who the other co- company there's another company about foot patrol or somebody but they had created a shirt that had a, the lower portion was the crowd like at the dunk contest and it was mj's legs coming up and so ultimately you just had to buy a shirt the shirt was fifty dollars and each shirt came with a raffle ticket and if, if you got it that's in you know you just drop it in the little box and they would they they gave out a certain number of pairs to the new york union and Undefeated had theirs. And then even somewhere, again, I forgot what the last company that I was involved, but then they had some overseas. So, um, yeah, I just bought one shirt. I bought one shirt, and that shirt hit. I couldn't believe it because they posted it on Undefeated. They posted it on Undefeated, and they had, they posted the winners, and then they had one side run on undefeated side to bid on. Wow! And I've seen these things go for over a grand, you know, just depending on the size. One pair on each size, and I looked at the numbers, and I pulled it, and I was like, I had my shirt, I had the tag, and I'm like, Yo, that! And I actually posted on, on Nike Top the winning tag and the receipt, and it was crazy. So I was super excited, and at the same time, I tripped out because it was like, Wait, there's 72 pairs. I need a ten. So if they broke this up by so many places, three places, how many tens are there? So I even went to go line up. I just <laughs> needed Santa Monica to pick them up because I did, I was hoping whoever else would have won, doing my size. So I I was the first one there to make sure I got my pair, my size. And um, um, yeah, I I got them and rocked the hell out of them. I wore up the summit. Um. The illest, the dope, my, uh, my favorite memory in those shoes, uh, Nike had a, 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 a kind of like a closed basketball league, a private league um, that they had in a secret gym in, in Hollywood where they got the staff members of Undefeated, all the boutique shops. They put all the teams, they they, all, they each had made out of their employees, with Fly Club and everybody else, proper, whoever. They had a basketball tournament. We would just play each other. And I was repping for Gray one at the time out in Pasadena. And so I was on the Gray one team. And, w- and when I saw the calendar that we we're playing against undefeated, I wore those undefeated floors in the game. Wow. I wore them and I played against, and I was guarding against Eddie Cruz, the owner of undefeated. And he was playing he was like, yo, that's so dope. He was like, that's love. Thank you. Thank you for rocking." And I, we hooped, them. I hooped on him. I hope you enjoyed.
0: But yeah, th- those th- those are those are fun pair of shoes. Fun pair of shoes. So the question is the million dollar question, do you still have them? I do not. <gasps> I do not. So I rocked them, I had them for a few years.
1: I do not have them no more. No. Um things happen. Uh you know, life happens. And you know, at, at one point my collection that portion of it's behind me now during that time this is like oh six oh seven oh eight i was at my worst i would say in the whole sneaker thing and i had probably close to a thousand pairs and uh life happens and uh, i didn't i got laid off from my job and i had i i sold a lot of my sneakers to pay the bills and You know, now that shoe was one of my last ones, don't get me wrong, but I ended up moving those for a few grand, about five grand. I I, I got got, got rid of those. And they they found a happy home. So, I mean, and I got
0: plenty of wear out of them. You know what I mean? So, no regrets. No regrets. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like, for you to own a piece of history and to be part of history and also playing basketball in them to to this day, like it's un it's like unheard of, right? It's like a, it's like you're you're balling and like literally like Air Mags from Back to the Future. Like that's something that mm-hmm. people would unheard, you know, would not even like cross their mind to do. Maybe like P. J. Tucker, you know, like someone like <laughs> him, cause he got the <laughs> right, 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 right. But for you to just like put thought into it, like when you were in the you know the private basketball league and you were playing undefeated. You already knew, like, you got. I'm gonna strap up in the undefeated forest, I'm gonna guard the the, the owner of undefeated, and he gave me props, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, and
1: that's you know what, that that's
0: I think what is lost today
1: is wear your shoes, it's mm-hmm. not for the gram, it's not for the life. Like, yeah, I don't have those shoes anymore, and I can't fall on the ground with them, cool, whatever, but I have these great stories, it's about what you did in the shoes, you know what I mean? So, I I have great experiences with all my shoes. I didn't beat them. I'm like, no, what's the point of having a Lamborghini if it's just in the garage? Just make sure you wash your car. Take care of it. But don't just keep it in the garage. So, I mean, yeah, I I enjoy. I I have very, very, like, zero zero point zero one percent pair of my shoes are dead stock. You know what I mean? But because I'm like, they're meant to be enjoyed. I've had so many of my friends over the years had their places broken into lost their shoes shoes burned in a fire you name it and i'm like damn dude you had them and you, didn't, you couldn't even enjoy them because mm-hmm. you were too worried about keeping them dead stock for what you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah they're gone but i enjoy them i i i enjoyed the hell
0: out of those damn shoes man that's that's facts that's facts man that's a that's a great moment man um i remember like also it's like side side sidebar too um I know what Jordan Four is your, one of your favorite models, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen, I remember like you had the 99 pair, you had the white cement, you had the black cement. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, I was like, you know, I was friends with you. Like I didn't, we, I guess we didn't know each other back then, but I, you know, we see, we have like mutual friends. through Nike mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always like stumbled, like the general page or the SoCal page. Um, so I would I would remember seeing you like where you know rock your pairs right like you always say and then I guess it just crumbled you know a few years later and that broke your heart and when the retro the the recent retro is what the 2018 or 2017 pair yep 16 remember, or 18, yeah Yeah, I remember you bought like three pair, yeah three. yeah pairs. I, yeah you're pairs. behind
1: me right now yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And, and your fiance fab was just like rolling her eyes and you are like oh my god like he bought three pairs because you know what I mean like she knew the backstory, but she didn't. You know, only you would know how much they mean to you. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why, I like, yeah. I, I like. I was like, man, I I know how this guy feels because he finally got his his shoes back that he can wear again. Yeah, those those black and there th- those specifically
1: like the black and red nine the 994s. Actually, those are still intact. I was wearing my white cement 99s at work, and it was in the office building at that time. And I felt like I just stepped on a pair of gum, uh, gum, uh, a pair uh, uh, on some gum. I'm like, oh shit! I looked on my feet and I'm like, there's no gum. And I'm like, oh crap! I know what that means. (laughs) Like that was the first time I felt that. I'm like, yo, this this has to be. This is what it is. This is this is about. And sure enough, and I'm like, oh my god! Thankfully, I had a pair of like gym shoes in the car and I switched them (laughs) out. But you
0: know
1: what I mean? I'm like, I got this, I had this shoe in '99. I'm like, I had like with the black and red. I had to wait almost 20 years to be able to wear them again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and so, yeah, I, I wore them during for like two months straight when they
0: came out. I was bro, so happy, man.
1: Like I said, Love man, them. you
0: know, we're, we're homies now. You know what I mean? We're good homies now. Like yeah. I was like, when I was saying like, yeah, I'm going to watch Mark's like stories. And then like, yeah, <laughs> he wearing this thing is like nonstop, bro. Like he's, he's going to the beach and them. He's go he's wearing the rain, you know, that that's how, yeah. that's how you wear your shoes, man. So much props yeah, to you. You, all right, so uh, next question for you, Mark. Uh, so all night, this is you know, all Nike talk related. So, um, in 2012, uh, you know, Complex Magazine, there was an article uh, that you are one of the 30 most influential Nike talk- talkers of all time. Yeah, so what did you think of that article that they wrote about <laughs> you, and what was Nike talk like during its highest peak? It was double. I was honored when they reached
1: out to me for that, you know, what I mean, because um, you know. There, Nike Talk was such a big part of my life uh, I, a lot of who I am and the people I met and, and a lot of my influences was from Nike Talk so just for them to even reach out to me and there's so many thousands of members tens of thousands of members on Nike Talk like, that was dope for them to even reach out to me like that um, and yeah it was, it was awesome to be a part of it uh, I was staying on am like and uh, to be honest there's only 30 you could, they can could pick I didn't even have to be on that list I wouldn't even be been mad if I was on There's so many other Nike talkers that could have been on that. Um, and so I'm not even, you know, it was great that I'm on there, but if I wasn't, that's fine too. And, um, you know, Nike talk, I think it was, it was, I think the best time was, you know, from 2000, 2001 till, I want to say, yeah, <sighs> the best run was from then to LeBan. Mans- Maybe 0708. I think that's what it was. I think once um, social media started to take over and people spent more attention on that, um, I think, and, and then the the combination of social media at that time it would have been MySpace, Friendster, Facebook at that time. Um, <clears throat> it just uh, the information wasn't always on Nike Talk anymore. When people, as time went on, they started to see the money that was involved reselling a lot of the information wasn't being told anymore mm-hmm. people were just keeping it to themselves and so that was the beauty of Nike Talk uh, was pre-social media was it was a place that like-minded people in the culture can come together the tastemakers the, the the shakers and movers can talk share ideas that w- that would influence Nike Like we were the ones that were influencing what Nike was doing. You know what I mean? I've had friends that worked at Nike and they would straight up on more than one occasion. I'm like, yeah, we have somebody on our team and their job is to come through Nike. You know, to see what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: So we were like, <clears throat> Nike talk for a time was literally like a free focus group for Nike and other brands. You know what I mean? A lot of people would, would go there to see what's going on and see what people are feeling and whatnot. And, uh, we would share, we would share a lot of information and there's still some bits and pieces, like there's some stuff that old threads from back then that are still active now, like uh, what players are wearing, specific shoe shots that you're not gonna see on the on the front page of ESPN or something like that. So you see these obscure um, f- photography from the NBA photography, I don't know where they grab the photos from, but they have, you know, shop of PJ Tucker, or who it doesn't even have to be somebody like him, it could be the sixth guy on the bench. And they have, if he's wearing something crazy, like, it's going to pop up on Nike Talk. And that was the beauty of Nike Talk. You would go to Nike Talk looking for these things that you wouldn't necessarily find on the mainstream. And so that's what was beautiful about it. Finding out information, sharing information, um, and just being with people that you just felt were like you. When the rest of the world would look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. When your normal community and your neighborhood and your classmates and, like, Dog, that's the fourth pair of shoes you wore this week like how many shoes do you have when people would look at you crazy and be like yo we get the Imelda Marcos jer- jokes and, you know you're like you got more shoes than a girl like mm-hmm. it was not cool for a lot for the mainstream for people mm-hmm. for guy, for men to have more than one or two pairs of shoes and so Nike Talk was a place that you can go to and not feel like a weirdo like oh there's more of y'all like me. you know what I mean all over the world you know what I mean so Um, we were all talking to each other and meeting up in person and sharing our passion in a time where it was taboo to meet somebody from the internet. They're going to kidnap you and rape you and leave you on the side of the road. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we were doing this when people, it was unheard of. It was like, you would be a creeper behind us. The rest of the world were all, oh, don't meet people from the internet. Those people out there, they're they're scary. They're going to No. We were doing that before it was cool. People do it all the time now, but yeah. people, oh, buddy, I'm going to meet this YouTuber. No, mm-hmm.
0: we were doing that 20 years ago. Yeah. And being old head, being like ago. an old head like us, we just point, like, ha, we, d- we did that before. We did that. You before. made fun of before. us for that. You called us nerds you know I'm on the computer. And we're now like you're gr- on your phone all day long. We're like Grandpa Simpson, like, I did that before <laughs> you did, son. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know no, I act mean? no, no, like it's cool now. It definitely yeah it's cool now you know all the social media so. that's real dope all right so next question for you mark so you are a member of team 909 uh which is one of the first uh sneaker groups in nike talk um so what were the experiences uh like attending uh groups in nike talk uh such as uh, sneaker summits in you know socal norcal and even in vegas that was dope um Team 909 was formed
1: um, because um, I lived out in the 909, still do, and that is for those who don't know in the inland, in Southern California, the Inland Empire, which you know is a little bit known now because a lot of athletes come out of here these days. But it's about an hour east of, Lo- of Los Angeles, so a lot of times for the longest time, 20 years ago, it was a forgotten place. You know, no, nobody knew nothing about that place. So, like when Nike talk, I got some Nike talk people who lived out here. And we would go together on the L.A. world. Like, yo, I'm going to go to Undefeated. I'm going to go to the Supreme. I'm going to do like, you want to go. And it became a carpool thing. So we would all just run out, spend the whole day out in L.A., hit all the sneaker shops, hit Sporty L.A., hit, hit all the stuff. Just, again, sharing the passion, finding those like-minded people, even if they weren't, in, you know, from, from your area. And as, at this time, reselling was big. People were making money. SBs were popping. You know, I saw on Nike talking just in general, a lot of people just like, you get a pair of shoes for 100 bucks and you're selling it to your man for seven. And I'm like, damn, that's your, that's your man's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, T909, there's a the handful of us. You know, we have a couple outlets where we're at where there's about three of them around here. And anytime we came across something, we all knew each other's sizes. And if we found something that was dope in somebody else's, we'd pick it up for them and give it to them at retail. So that was the whole thing. It was about, okay, yeah, there's money involved, but let's there's money to be made, but let's look out for each other. And that's where Team 909 came, that the philosophy. Then my sis, A from Vegas, she'd look out for me in Vegas. Some pop up there, or she'd pick it up for me or whatever. And then I had cats up, up north in the bay. Do that too. So that's it became this whole thing of okay, everybody's ripping each other off and people aren't talking to each other anymore. Because of you know they're, not, they're they're raping them on on on, on shoes uh, for prices. We tried to keep this like positive, like yo, let's keep it basic to the culture. You know what I mean? Don't don't overcharge your friends. And that's where um, we got a lot of admiration from the community uh, on Nike Talk because of that. Because we're all damn, dude, they got a point. You know what I mean? Like the money comes and goes, but who's really gonna look out for you, yeah. etc. And so it was dope. We got a lot of love whenever we went to summits. Uh, whenever we um, before when, when Soul Collector used to do these little competitions, you know, across the country, you know, partnered up with Nike, Tom, um, that was fun. And, and everywhere we went, we got a lot of love. I and mean, once we showed up in the Soul Collector magazine in 2004, it was crazy. Um, we got mad emails. We had a team 909 a Gmail account, and we got love from all over the world. You know, I got we got emails like. Oh, we we started uh, you know, out in the valley, you know, it, oh, we made a team eight one eight, dope, you know what I mean. So it was dope that we had like a positive, um, message in in a shark infested market, you know what I mean. And just it, it was it was dope. We got re- you know, it we got hit, you know, from London, Singapore, Japan, and then it was it was dope.
0: So like, what was those um those summits like as far as like, you know, you know now nowadays it's like a you know, you have sneaker pins or you have like a, uh, you know, dunk exchange where it's like buy, sell and trade. So, mm-hmm. you know, being the first originators of a sneaker summit, you know, I, I guess the last thing what people think about is just like trading because it's all about showing what you got, nah. you know? Nope. Yeah. You did not come with multiple pairs. Unless you brought something that you're going to show.
1: I, uh, we would do, I remember <clears throat> we had a dope su- summit in San Diego there was a Nike Talk Summit in San Diego, UCSD. Somebody had access to the gym or, or, or the park or something. And we literally created an LA versus SD basketball game. We'd sign up on Nike Talk. Yo, you going to play for LA? You going to play SD? And we played ball. We played pickup hoops. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was, yeah, we had a couple we had sneakers. Um, I had got the the navy. I had the obsidian white and the taxi lows. About six months before they came out, Gentry wow. Humphrey sent them to me, and I brought those. So I'm like, "Here, guys, check them out. See them in person. These are coming out. You know." But I didn't. I didn't bring them to sell them. I brought so other Nike talkers can see something that's coming out, like a sample. You know what I mean? So it wasn't about showing off. It was a again. It was about the culture. It was about sharing the common passion. And it's like, okay, we all like shoes. Okay, we'll. Do you just look the part, or can you hoop? <laughs> you know what I mean, so we yep, yep. It, a lot of the times it was a lot of the summits were just straight up hanging out, going yeah. to going to a restaurant. So we 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 had a summit, you know, like at amusement park, like a, like a like a and stuff. You know, what I mean, we, it was just really just about hanging out. And a lot of time, most of the times, more often than not, it was usually at a basketball court. where so summits would start, and then we go eat somewhere afterwards.
0: Man, yeah, because I. You know it's funny um where we had like geographical regions right it was just general form before they did like you know like uh southeast southwest socal yep. dmv mm-hmm. they, they even did philippines because uh you know shout out to jojo Kuya jojo yep you know what i mean like he was one of the founders that did that stuff too so it was unheard of that it was everything was just in general page right so they wanted to just format mm-hmm. everything much more cleaner so that way everything can be filtered to, depending on where you live. So, you know, I, I gotta give props to you guys, cause you know, I'm from the DMV. Um, you guys and, you know, New York and the mm-hmm. Midwest, everybody started the the summit. And mm-hmm. part of the summit too, we, we wanna make it fun. Um, from what we did in the DMV, what we did was, we actually went to an outlet mall there, and we rolled up, okay, here, this is the meetup spot. We're gonna meet up at the food court, you know, and then just introduce yourself. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You knew the minute that they were walking in. Oh, He's a Nike talker. He's a Nike talker. <laughs> yeah, you, you can could, just tell. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he's wearing,
1: you
0: can Yeah, my bro, my my homie Kevin, he wore like he like he broke my neck. He was a neck breaker. He wore um uh he wore a game used um the Royal um, Penny Hardaway jersey with the pinstripe ooh, with ooh, with, yeah. the, with the ninety seven foams. And, and, he, and he just got a brand new uh, Corolla, too. He drove that bad boy all the way up, like, two hours away from where he was living. Yep. And I'm like, bro, like, that was the first time I saw, like, a real, like, authentic game, game-worn game jersey. And it was, like, signed in the back. I was like, bro, like, that's a real trip. Penny Hardaway really, I was, like, dumbfounded. That. that Penny Hardaway really wear that jersey? Like, yeah. You know? And then, like, it's funny, we walked around, like – the mall, and like people were like looking at us weird. You know what I mean? Like, who are
1: these guys? Who the are these guys? Weird.
0: Are these people thought like we we're like celebrities or we we're like athletes because like we were wearing jersey, you know, baggy jerseys and all these like dope fits. So we would Unpopular. go every time we go to a jersey store or a hat store or like Footlocker, we would get stopped and you know looked at and we're, like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Like, Yo, know, we just we're just chilling, man. Just looking what you got. Guys, you know, they like, trying to trying to buy the spare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It is dope back then, man. And then you know, yeah. the basketball memories too. Were, those were cool because they were competitive. Because like the the, the running joke was like, all right, you put you wearing jays, but can you play in them? Can you play mm-hmm. in these jays? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they were competitive. I've, I I love I always love seeing like photos from like um from like the post summits. Because, like, it's just, like, all love, man. Like, there is, no, mm-hmm. there is no remorse. Everybody was very cohesive and everybody was very supportive. So, you know, much prop to you guys in SoCal. You know, you guys, I think my opinion, you guys did it right. Uh, no offense to, like, uh, the other regions. You know, New York did it great, too. You know, we did it, we yeah. did it pretty good. But you guys really took it to another level because you guys stemmed from just Team 909 to just, like, having – 818 or 323 or, you know, 310, you know what I mean? So much profit yep. to you guys, man. All right, man. So next question for you. Um, with sneakers being uh, such, you know, becoming more difficult to obtain because of the supply and demand and, mm. you know, limits supply. So what's your opinion now on, the, on today's sneaker culture? It's, um...
1: I'm just glad that I grew up in the sneaker culture during the time that I did. I think it would suck if you just got into sneakers today because it's like it's just mad else. It's just mad else. you know what I mean? And so on one hand, it's like it's a lot of money saved. Thankfully, I got all the things I've always wanted for the most part. There isn't any I'm not chasing anything anymore. You know what I mean? So if I miss out on a release, okay, big deal, whatever. You know, and, and it's I think it's, it's, it's crazy oversaturated now. Like before, like the, going back to like the Undefeated Four, that was the first collab with Jordan Brand and, and, and a boutique shop, which was unheard of at the time. And I'm like, we talked about that on Nike talk for months, not a week. And it was all of a sudden on your sneakers app on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like we talked about that for a long time when the union One Eighty came out, we talked about that for a long time. It wasn't. It's a topic of conversation is coming out next week. We knew months ahead of time when something was coming out because they were so few and far between the cool stuff or the, the limited stuff or the collab. Were so, now it's almost like every other day, there's something coming out. And, um, on the bright side, I guess, if you are a new person in the sneak game right now, and you, you just, you know, just like me, you know, I genuinely just saw a pair of shoes. I'm like, I want them. I saw MJ well I want them. And so, if you're just into that cool, but it's like, if you if you miss out on that shoe, they're going to waste something else shiny for you in like two days on the sneakers app. You know what I mean, or or whatever, or or on whatever insert favorite blog Instagram page, they're going to show you something that's going to come out. So. I guess the, the chase is no longer there for me because, or even if you are a new sneakerhead right now, because if you missed out, the only thing you missed out on was the shoe at retail. That's the only thing you missed out on. You can get the shoe. It's, you're just going to pay five times the amount. It just really depends on how bad you want the shoe. So it's not like it's not available. You just yeah. missed out on retail.
0: Yeah.
1: That's different from missing out the shoe at retail and even wanting to pay more for it, but you can't even find it. That's a difference. That's what we had to deal with. It wasn't even about not having, I would have paid three, four, five times a month for that Concord 11 that I waited five years for. You don't have to do that no more. It's instant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're into it, cool. Uh, I'm just glad I don't, uh, I'm not, it's it just, it'd be very, a lot more discouraging um, present day if I was a brand new person into this maker culture. And I I would love to just honestly talk to somebody who's 15, 16 years old and be like, Okay, so why are you in this? Like, what's the motive for it, right? Because for us, my motive was I wanted to wear something that nobody else had. Or not that every other person has. And I'm like, so why do you want it? You know what I mean? Because if I walk down Fairfax right now, everybody has different shit on, but they look all the same. They're wearing the same outfit that they saw on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Off white this or whatever that. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, do you really care about that? Or are you just doing that because you're gonna get the likes? Or, you know, this YouTuber said it or this influencers. Like, why do you like I liked it because the greatest basketball player at the time was wearing them and I wanted to be like Mike. That's why I like it. That's my reason. So I'll I'll I will that will be my curiosity for the modern day person who's a quote unquote sneaker. I was like, why are you into this? What does what does it do for you? Are you are you just you know just trying to chase attention? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, that's oh, I mean, I've always asked you know like sneaker collectors like you like how the culture is and everybody's on board. Like everybody hates it, but you know mm-hmm. it, this is the world that we live today. We have to face. You know this is this is the new normal. Everybody has a bot. Everybody wants to resell. You know the game is. Um, you know, and then loyalty too. your loyalty is also tested to see, Hey, you got me, you got me kind of thing where Mm -hmm. back then I got you no matter what, bro. Like, even if it's not my size, I got you, you know, do what Mm -hmm. you want to do with this pair. But you know, I, I, I can like help you. So, you know, it's good that we still have like those type of friends. Like I have, I have homies too that look out for me. I'll tell them, Hey, like if you're at the outlet, can you look, can you find the shoe? No problem. You know? nowadays it's like all right there's a fee for me like you know there's like a interest yeah it, there's sad. an interest plus interest you know what i mean and i'm like i'm glad i don't have that problem because i i have
1: kept those relationships from back in the day to where, like yourself we can do that but that's what i'm like that would be my question for today's people getting into it right now like that 20 year old that's trying to get into it right now you know what i mean that, that that's from, so for, yeah same thing for me because it's like you know, thankfully, a lot of my friends are connected in some way. I mean, I have unnamed stores, boutiques that have my credit card on file, and all I have to do is shoot a text if I really wanted something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I'm not... But that was built on those relationships of yeah. going to them in person mm-hmm. years on now, going out to dinner, going out to lunch, and yeah. getting to know these people outside of work. You know what I mean? And it's not... Bots can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Bots don't generate those those um those those relationships and so it's just like um if i really want something great and a lot honestly the beauty of it is a lot of stuff that's coming out now that people don't care about case in point i'm gonna pick something up real quick here go ahead case in point something that i've waited so many years for because i couldn't attain it or it cost too much at the time and i wasn't making Money like that back then. Where are these? Ooh, you know how easy these three were to snakes. get.
0: Yep.
1: You know how easy these were to get, because this is something from our era. Yep. This is not something a lot of kids right now. When this kid, this was sitting on the shelves for like two, three weeks. Matter of fact, I got this pair from Nike Talk. I was in the Air Force One forum, and I forgot the dude's this polo something polo Nike I think like this yeah yeah, yeah I know that dude. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, he posed, yo, I had an extra 10 if anyone wants it. And I hit, hit him up. I never met the dude. I sent him the money. He sent me his shoes. You know what I mean? And that's what Mikey Tell was all about. You know what I mean? He had them and he was like, yo, I'm like, I've waited 20 some years for them joints. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just about because it's like I couldn't get them at that time. Yeah. CoJP's, I, I, I got a handful of them, but I didn't get those. They're too much. And so, um, I'm glad that the stuff that I want, no one cares about. <laughs> like, yeah. cool,
0: cool with me, cool with me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I almost pulled the trigger on them, but um, I still have my um, my Air Force the Michael Cole, Uncle Cole pair. So that was like my favorite mm-hmm. yeah. Air Force One.
1: Mm-hmm. My, Those like, are dope.
0: I yeah. love. And them. And they they, they they were they quick tried too. i was like, I was trying, I was trying to get a pair, but everybody got them. You know what I mean? Like. It's funny you say that. I couldn't,
1: I couldn't get them, and then they, and then the the other couple popped up on at Complex Con, and it was dumb crazy. So I just made the ID when the ID, came, <laughs> I just made my own <laughs> pair. So That's and I rocked
0: the hell
1: out of these. Yeah. That's dope. So it's you know, again, I'm glad that the stuff that I'm into, no one cares about. Like, yeah. That was an ID anybody could make of.
0: So, Bro, I mean, like it's like, it's, one, it's one, wild, two, right? Everybody, like the, the Air Max Triax came out like what, a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. It's sold out. Like you do do people even you know, we're not trying to pinpoint, you know, oh, did you live throughout nineteen ninety one with this track? We're not talking about that. It's just more like why are you buying the shoe? Like what what makes you like it aside that that everybody wants it or is limited. There it's like there's no there's no meaning to to, to your reason why you're buying the shoe aside from like making money. You know what I mean? That's which rate even sucks. I hear you on
1: that. I hear you on that. And it's funny because I had a conversation in 06. Um, I went up to Portland. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 06, 07. I went up to Portland. I went to Nike campus. And I actually had a chance to sit and chat with Gentry Humphrey, who was head of Jordan right at the time. Me and him sparked up a, a friendship when we met during the Jordan 20, um, what was it? Jordan eighteen Love Truck Campaign. I met him there. He was at LA. And we shot we we chopped it up and um I would I gave him critiques. I said a lot of stuff to him in person to his face that he appreciated. Because like most people just tell me what I want to hear, trying to get some free shoes. I appreciate you for life. telling me ex- I was getting on him about the Jordan six boot that they like, <laughs> yo, those are straps. Oh what my are, god. Yeah, so I would tell, him, I would tell mm-hmm. him stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so we kept in touch via email. I happened to be in Portland. A friend of mine was working at SB. And so I went over and he, I, he, you know, he, he allowed me in his office and we chopped it up for a bit. But one of the things I talked to him about was like, I was like, yo, man, why you guys come out with this black, like, LS colorways. Mm-hmm. You know and Some of the lifestyle colorways, blue and orange or some wild, like, you know what I mean? Bring back the standard player stuff, MJ wore, et cetera. And, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but probably do. Remember was somebody's LA, these colors, like the, was that black and green 13? What do people call that? Altitude. 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 I remember when those would come out, or just, you know, just some random, you would have to buy a hoodie and the sweater to get the shoe. Like, stores made you jump through yeah. hoops for those shoes back then.
0: Those were the 12s, remember? Like the, the hoodie yeah. and, the, and the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so it was like, um, I asked him, what's the deal with that? You
0: know, like, yo, because I was
1: like, as a purist, as a fan, I was like, why are you putting out this black stuff? And I I had Jordan Brand, or I thought I had Jordan Brand's, you know, best interest at heart. And he broke it down. He was just like, yo, on the real, like, I hear you. I feel you. But we have shareholders. And shareholders want us to hit these numbers every quarter. Mm -hmm. And if we did X, Y, and Z last quarter, then we got to beat it this quarter. It was the same thing like it was in the store when at the forefront. Yeah. When you work in a sneaker store, you'd be like, "All right, our day to day is like thirty-five hundred because that's what we made last year. We got to make up thirty-five hundred in sales this day total at the store, or go above it. And that was the game. And so at the same time, once he kind of broke down the business aspect of that, I'm like, "We are the the, the culture, the the yeah. people like me, like we are very, very." Small percentage of the population at the end of the day, it's business. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I get it. And in regards to those shoes selling out and everything else selling out, bro, I call bullshit on a lot of those sellouts. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, and that's why we keep seeing these restocks every, you know, on your Twitter feed from time to time. Because I'm like, nah, y'all didn't sell out. You just say you sell out to say, oh shit, maybe I should have bought them if somebody was on the fence about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that they, I, I highly doubt these shoes are selling out the way they say they are, especially with all the quote unquote restocks that are coming out. No, they're just leaking them a little out of a little because it's human nature. If it's just readily available, they're not going to move.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless it's super dope. Unless they're super, because I see some of these GR Jordans coming out and they're selling out on sneakers. I'm like, no, they didn't. Wow. Who, right? Who bought that? Who yeah. bought <laughs> that? Get the fuck out of here. No, nah. but if it was readily available, like a black and white Chuck, it'd be sitting on the, uh, yeah. on the shelf. So, they, I mean, I think a lot of that's just creating the hype.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, more power to them is, It's supply and demand. Cause there's always going to be a higher demand versus the supply. And, you know, of mm-hmm. course, you know, COVID also played a part with the supply because yep. they stopped manufacturing. And that's why a lot of people are tripping. Like, why are shoes like so hard? Of course, you know, last year a couple years ago like when people were complaining you know and nike and you know reebok or new balance they all like heard us they they oversaturated everything and now like you're complaining oh i didn't want this shoe like everybody has this shoe okay then we're gonna make it limited again now it's like back to square one so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you can't really make up your mind you know like that's why yeah. they, they always have like their best interests at heart, not not ours.
1: Yeah, and and I had I had to take a step back and understand that. I'm like, we could bitch about it all day on Nike talk, but at the end of the day, like greed is a motherfucker. You know, these yeah. people they need to make money. They yeah. need to make money. So yeah. I get it. And so at that point, and that was like two thousand seven when, when me and him had that conversation. And at that point it was just like, All right, cool. I just changed my mind frame. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to just go after what I want to go after. Yeah. I mean, clearly, if the, the culture was at that time diminishing, and that's all great, like the, the golden era was probably from 2000, 2008. You know what I mean? Things were going downhill at that time. And it was like, it, I, again, I'm just glad I lived through it when it was. Yeah. When it was. Yeah. You
0: know yeah. what I mean? Of course, of course. And you definitely appreciate everything that you have and what you've owned before. So, yeah, yeah. You always bring that all right so we're gonna switch topics so we're gonna we've talked about a lot of sneakers so we're gonna talk about sports Mm -hmm. um yeah so uh you are a a diehard like uh you are a diehard la clipper uh, los angeles clippers fan so so first question for you like how did you become a fan of the clippers and what's your current Mm -hmm. expectations for this clippers team uh this year um
1: i became a fan i've 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 been a fan of the Clippers. Went to a lot of their games when I was younger. My dad, I mean, it's no secret, Clipper games are a lot cheaper than the Lakers games growing up, and even today. And so, I, you know, I would see uh, Clipper games with my dad, and he, every once in a blue moon, I'd go to Lakers games. You know, I, I, I grew up liking both teams. Uh, of course, the Lakers, I, I, I liked them because they won. I, I enjoyed watching uh, Magic. I'm thankful I was old enough to comprehend what was going on at that time, and and, you know, my dad was a Lakers fan. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the Lakers. Um, and what turned it for me as time went on, I would watch the Clippers, you know, they get beat up on and whatnot. But what really attracted me to the Clippers was the dog in them. They had a thing about, like, yeah, they're going to lose or they may lose, but they're going to bust their ass the whole game and probably and still lose. You know what I mean? And I appreciate it. It's like the underdogs. You know what I mean? It's not, like, it's not like they just laid down and lost. You know what I mean? So, And there's times where I would go to a Laker game or I would watch a Laker game, and because they're playing against the Timberwolves or the, or, or the Hornets or somebody that's not even all that, they, they, they half-assed their play because they know they're going to win. And so for me as a fan, as a consumer, I'm like, why am I going to waste my time or why am I going to waste my money to watch a team who's not going to put it out on the floor? I became a Clippers fan because I would watch the Clippers and even when they knew they were going to lose, they were going to bust their ass. And I admired that about them. That's what I liked about them. is I knew that I'm going to get, I may not, they may not get the W, but they're going to get the effort. I'm going to get the effort out of them every night. And I appreciate that. And in regards to this season, man, I expected the chip last season. You know what I mean? I expected our first chip last season and... Um, with the current moves um, and the way things are going, I still expect a championship this season. Which is not something I could say every year.
0: <laughs> it wasn't always, you know, a championship
1: or bust. But right now, that's where we're at.
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm um, just trying to turn it back a little bit from you were saying that you were a fan of the Clippers from day one. Part of our culture, too, Mark, during that late, you know, early 2000s was this era. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was so cool seeing like someone your age, you know. You they're a little bit they're probably like a little bit younger than us, you know. Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, yep. Keon Duelling, Elton Brand, you know, so on and so forth. Those were the cool dudes, you know, back yeah. then. And you know what's so and, you know Corey Maggette, and what's so cool about them is that they wore Jordans, you know. Yeah. That's how, we yeah. didn't know, I, you know, I didn't know much about, like, them coming out of high school. I didn't know. They, same, didn't know, same. You know what I mean? I didn't know, like, you know, Darius Miles came straight out of high school. All I knew that he signed with Jordan Brandy, I, I see him wearing Jordan 16s with a shroud on,
1: Concord yeah.
0: 11s, you know what I'm All saying? Black Dunk, 9 dunking on Dunking on Kobe. I'm like, every time I see him, I, real fact, every time I see a Clipper, like, highlight during those, those years, I always pay attention like what were they wearing? Oh, was hell always yeah. Magetti wearing Absolutely. like sixteens. Always Serge yep. Stern wearing like Jordan threes. You know Lamar Odom like wearing like Concord elevens. It was yep. just wild back then, man. Like so it was wild.
1: Dope. It was not, had, it was not like that.
0: Remember that that ESPN show, The Life. I was watching that shit with uh with with the Clippers, man. That because I was actually low key trying to. I was always trying to root hard for them because. Hey, like when you were that age, man, like you wanted the dope dudes that wore Jordans to get to the playoffs. It's yeah. just that it didn't You wanted to see what kind of tees they were going to come out with oh whatever. yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like when, every time you see Darius Miles wearing black and red 16s, when I saw them, like when I saw D-Miles and Q Richardson and that Jordan 17 commercial, I was yep. like, wow, like this is like so dope, yeah. super dope. And like you know, like I said, like now, you know, not of anything with today's like comparison of this quarantine, like that was like the height of like, you know, that that sneaker culture. You know what I mean? Sneaker culture, mm-hmm. music, um, sports. There were like elevated. it was so blended together at that exactly time. so blended, exactly so blended, and everybody wanted their jersey. Everybody wanted the Nike Swingman. You know how hard it was to find, like, me, like, not living in California? It was hard as hell to find a a Clippers jersey. You have to freaking buy that shit on fucking eBay, dude. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because, yeah, no, no, because it wasn't, it wasn't crazy, uh,
1: jerseys are regional for the most part, unless you got them from the East Bay.
0: Yep, yep.
1: If you go to your local pro image or whatever, you you, you're not going to get everything. You're You're going to get what that demographic thought, yeah, what they thought they were going to make money on. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to, yeah, no. I I hear you on
0: that. But I'm going to tell you this. When you wore a Darius Mile jersey here in in the DMV, you were the shit. And you wear that shit (laughs) with like Jordans. Don't matter what Jordans you got, you can even wear jump pro, jump man pros with them shits. You were the man wearing a freaking D miles jersey. And you wore the freaking headband too. Or a a freaking pinwheel like this. Pinwheel, like this. Yeah. So like that was like like some dope. That's some dope shit, man. Like that's why like Clippers always have a a special place in my heart. That team, that 2000 team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they man, I just wish that they, you know, back then they were like they were just in the tough situation they, they didn't know what to do with that talent man like that's why like you guys always had like the bitter you know you guys had like the bad end like Chris Paul got hurt you guys you know you guys can catch that break in, in the bubble I mean I yeah. think hopefully you know this time around you know you guys got all the stars aligned you know you just got to get Paul George like healthy again and Kawhi mm-hmm. being Kawhi again and then you know everybody just got to start gelling because now everybody's, like, looking at Brooklyn and, you know, Lakers are hurt without their two best players. And mm-hmm. all eyes are on them. So I think it's you guys that are taking the front. I like that we're under the,
1: under the radar. We're not yeah. being
0: talked about all the time. I'm yeah. fine with that. We're yeah. used to that. That's fine yeah. with us. We'll come out of nowhere. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So how takes, like, where, do, you see, do you see you guys, like, in the, in the conference finals? We
1: should have been there last year.
0: Honestly, like, even like when we lost, what was so disheartening about it is that we
1: didn't even have to play out of our mind. We just needed to play our average
0: mm-hmm. textbook game. Yeah.
1: Like, Kawhi didn't have to have 50, Paul George didn't need to drop 40. Like, we just needed to play yeah. our regular game. Mm-hmm. And so, that to me was just simply a, uh, a mental breakdown on the team. And that's what was so disappointing about it because it was like Denver, with all respect to them, they were not a better team than us they just were mentally stronger than us at that time so um i think that that creates a good chip on the shoulder of this team um not necessarily pressure but more of like clearly you guys have what it takes yeah you guys just got to just do it really at this yeah. point that's all it really is and i'm not as crazy and cool as brooklyn looks right now i'm like God, we're more than halfway into the season. You guys got you guys got to iron out all those egos and all your, you yeah. know what I mean. Like you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more I'm more scared about them next season or the year after that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. But yeah. right now I'm like, you guys don't know each other yet. So like, yeah. if we see y'all, we got y'all.
0: Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to say that next year or the year yeah. after
1: that. But you know what I mean, there's there's a level of chemistry. There's stuff behind the scenes mm-hmm. that you know you got to iron out before you can win the championship.
0: Yeah, it's it's the Miami Heat effect, right? Where year one they they made it to the finals, but they didn't win it all because they didn't gel. They, they didn't gel,
1: and, and they didn't, you know. LeBron didn't know what role he wanted he was mm-hmm. gonna play, or he didn't want to step on D Wade's toes. So they had to iron those things out. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah, because as dope as Dallas was, like what the Clippers just did, just in the bubble, all Miami had to do was just play their game.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: they just played it the right way, they had the talent. It's not like they were overpowered. They had the talent, but they they mentally just didn't they didn't stick to the game plan or they didn't even have one they had two different game plans depending on who had the ball you know
0: they've
1: got to be on the same page
0: yeah like I said it's still, still a long season got you know like about four four weeks left till the playoffs so you know we'll see how it goes alright so this is a, a good question that you know that I wanted to ask you Mark so LeBron James is, is one of your favorite NBA athletes uh, next to Michael Jordan what yep. makes him one of the best athletes in the world today his entire story to me. It's everything.
1: Um, I heard I first heard of LeBron working at Champs. And I was just, it was slow, and I was going through the slam magazine, and I see a little article. did even have his picture on it. it. was just the kid they call King. Little corner, bottom, and it was a little just a little bottom corner thing on this King called King James. 16 year old kid. I'm like, how, how dare they call some kid king? Like what who? But I was like, all right, but Slam historically, shout out to Slam. They historically, if you go back to their back issues, they have been fantastic on seeing and who's gonna be next. You know what I mean? So i you talk about today's stars, yesterday's stars, they knew they wrote about them years before. So that's why I always read Slam. They had a great eye for that. And so when I saw that they took the time to write out about LeBron James or whoever the hell that was. I'm, I'm going to remember that name. And then I start. then the Sports Illustrated came out a couple months later and I'm like, oh, now I know what he looks like. What's the entry? And so just to see a kid, I've never to this day ever seen a kid that had that much eye at such a young age and perform and not make it about him, takes care of his friends, took care of his teammates. Took it. His, his friends are with him to this day. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no scandals, no arrests, no, you know, no gambling things, no, none of nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? It, the worst thing that people can say is the decision. That's that's the best you guys got. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're really cherry picking when you're talking about sports athletes if that's the worst thing you can think of. So I've really just admired him for keeping his nose clean, being held, coming into the league with a target on his back, averaging 25 and five in his rookie season. He's like, I'm here and you guys came at me and I still gave you 25 and five. You know what I mean? So to see somebody like that meet and exceed expectations. And now towards the end of his career, and, he, and it wasn't even towards the end of his career, for the majority of his career, he's been in the conversation of the top five, top ten greatest players of all time. And I'm like, that's so dope. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've never to this day seen another player have to go through that. there have been other players that win championships and and do great things. The great players are going to do those things. But from coming from a single mother and having dad around, all the obstacles, all the life obstacles that he overcomes, um, is what I admire. Creating the I Promise School donating you know, bikes to the kids in Cleveland. Even when they're burning his jerseys, he still gave back to his community. He put Akron on the map. You not know what the fuck Akron was. You know what I mean? Unless you lived out there, you don't know what Akron is. You know what Cleveland is. You know what I mean? You know, Toledo, some other places in Ohio, you don't know who Akron is. You know what I mean? So, to see him, not all, all the great accolades as a fantastic basketball player, but for him, more than an athlete, literally. The stuff he does off the court, speaking up for uh, social injustice, all the stuff that he doesn't have to do that he does. That's to me what puts him as like one of the greatest uh, of all time.
0: Hey, yeah, definitely. Um, in your words, Mark, you know th- those are those are great things that you talk about, LeBron. Especially you know, Mike Michael Jordan is is in his own category, but. Like, you know, like what you're saying, LeBron James just plateaued in his own, you know, level, his own universe because he, mm-hmm. made, he made himself better. He made, you know, society, trying to make society better. Like, you know, like we are saying, like giving scholarships to, to kids, opening up a school, um, you know, keeping his, his nose clean, not, not being in any scandals, not being a drug addict, being a, a family member, you know, a loyal like, husband, you know, so on and so forth. Um for me too, you know, like I hate LeBron because, you know, he was he was he was with the Caps and I wasn't a Wizards fan and you know, like I said, what we were talking he gave my respect when he went to Miami because he knew what it took to win. And when he just went like this, I got what I go what, what, what I gotta say. You know, it speaks for yeah. itself. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that 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 that's when like I feel like, you know what, I can't hate this guy anymore because he got my respect already. Even though like he scored my team, that that will always be a part of it. But he, you know, he just elevate himself into a different level. So you know, now I appreciated him. Now you know, with the Lakers, like being like that elder statesman for for the team and trying to be that, you know, that uh, that guide for those new, you know, new up up like, uh, and comers like Doncic and. You know Lamelo Ball and Trey Young. You know, especially like when you know just one like when an athlete retires, you, you don't know, what you realize when he's gone, you know you're gonna appreciate like everything he did and the things that you hated him for doing this and that. So you know that's just the life cycle of like the NBA. You yeah. appreciate what you what you have now, and then you just look forward towards the future. And that LeBron gave us good. What year he's in year 18 now. That's good eighteen years, man, in counting. Crazy. Like no no other player's been do- doing it for that long at that level. I mean, and, and and you know, although I'm a LeBron fan,
1: you know, in in, in the words of your guy Wale, you know, I hope he drops fifty unless he's playing up. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's the only time there I lose go. against LeBron
1: whenever and he's playing spot- against the Clippers.
0: Say Wale bars, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Shout out to Nike Tucker Wale. You That's know what I right mean? Right. That's how I found out about him on my I was like, I yeah, so I, you know, I supported Wale at that, but that's when with that that bar when he dropped when he said that in the song, I was like,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: one of his bars that really stuck in my head. I'm like, yeah, I hope you drop fifty unless you're playing us. Like, I root for him all the time, but I'm, the only time i really against it was when when we're not. Matter of fact, as you mentioned it, I got another random would be um, let me show exactly.
0: Let's go.
1: How I feel about it. So here's a LeBron model I, I made a while back. Never before seen, I would say. Um, a <clears throat> LeBron 12 in Clipper colorway. Wow. Nope, with the Air Mag in there. That's
0: dope. Yeah, so, I mean, I love LeBron. If he was on the Clippers. He, he would have been rocking these. Man, I'm bro. That's, you know, that 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 is unheard of. You know, oh. you know, being so, a I mean, LeBron fan and, and a Clipper fan and you put yeah. two and two together. Put it together, man. My yeah. fantasy player, he was on my team. That's what he's wearing, so. Shoot. Yeah, that's, that's dope, though. Like I said, you know, LeBron James, you know, props to him. He's on a different yeah. atmosphere. So, um, yeah, we're pretty much almost done here. Um, so, Switching sports with you, Mark. Um, so you're also a loyal LA Dodgers fan who yeah. just won the World Series. So props to you guys. Um, Ooh, man, for the first time in what? Ni- yeah, 1988. So what are your mm-hmm. expectations this year, and do you think they can go back to that?
1: I think we can with the, especially with the the pitching pickup we got this this year. Yeah, I think we can. We have a shot to go back to back. If we don't, I'm still happy the fact that we got one. I would just love to be able to. Even if it's not this year, go back, it'd be great to do so. But I would love to be able to um be at Dodger Stadium and you know, with the fans there. Like it was there's was a sprinkle because of COVID. There was a sprinkle of people in that arena, but it was, you know, I would have loved to be amongst Dodger fans when that happened. You know what I mean? Like that, that would have been dope. That's something that I wish I wanna be able to experience. It's dope dope that we had a championship, but it just sucks that we weren't around each other to be able to really celebrate that.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough, right? I mean, that's the, that's the world that we live in today. We, we weren't, mm-hmm. we didn't get any sports. But when COVID started, like, early last year, there was no sports. Like, ESPN was, like, you know, showing NBA classics <laughs> of playoff games. Like, there's so many things Man. you can do. And then when we got last dance, and then we got um, we got baseball, and then football, and then, you know, basketball again, you know, it's kinda of trickled down and we kinda of appreciate it more even more that sports really entertain us, even though like it's a part of our lives and it keep makes us happy. Um uh, and I you know baseball in, is very big here in, in SoCal, especially like I see mm-hmm. like loyal Dodgers fans. So yeah, man, I'm just happy like there, you know, sport and baseball is back uh started today. So, you know, hopefully, like, you know, we can all start attending. I know they're starting to uh, having, like, low capacity. Yeah, um,
1: slowly but surely in due time. Yeah,
0: in due time. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, when when the world is safe again, when every everything's back to normal, not I'm not you know, crossing fingers, but hopefully <laughs> things can start picking up again and we can all, like, just chop it up and just, like, not wearing masks. But you know, until then, we just got to continue to just like, you know, protect our family, protect ourselves and, you know, doing our thing. So all right, Mark. So, um, I appreciate all of the questions that I asked you. So I'm going to turn it to you. You can ask me a question. Um,
1: What's your thoughts on your uh your wizards and your nationals?
0: Man, you got, you got Russ, man, <laughs> you got Russ. So, wait, where Damn. You all right, so we're start, start, start basketball. We're we'll start basketball. So, wizards, um, I, I knew that this wasn't going to be a lost season because mm-hmm. we don't have a good team to be honest. Like, I'm just fan- being honest with you. I'm not, I'm not a casual, like, wizard. I'm not like a happy-go-lucky wizards fan. I was actually right. one of the people that wanted John Wall out. I wanted him out three years ago, four years ago, right before like he got his injury because I knew Mm -hmm. there is an expiration date with those type of players. Like, yeah, true. There is an expiration date. Like people are, are, I remember when he got traded for Westbrook, people were so butthurt and I don't care, you know, that they're still butthurt to this day. I actually (laughs) love Westbrook, man. Not because like, He's just, tena- He's dude, he's just tenacious. I've been a fan of him since he yeah, was in UCLA yeah, with, with Kevin Love back in 08. That dude's just relentless. Like, he just, he turns the ball over a lot. And, you know, that's a part of his game. But what you see is what you get with him. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat shit. Like, he just plays 110%. He gives everything that he got. And, you know... He just wants to make players, uh, people better. A lot of, yeah. like a lot of people think that he pads his stats because no one, dude, like there's no one else going to rebound in that team. Like they don't have no bigs. <laughs> we got no bigs that can rebound. Right. He's actually getting more rebounds than like the opposing bigs. And I don't get like people, why people are like, so like, Oh, they're he's just padding the stats. Like the other night he had like a, like 20, 15, 20, you know, like, mm-hmm. It's unheard of. Like, you know, that's like really insane. Like you get those type of stats. Bradley Beal, like, I, I honestly, I wanted him to trade him too. I wanted to mm-hmm. just do a straight rebuild. And I had to take my words back after I, you know, he, he said to the, to the media that he wanted to stay for the long haul. But mm-hmm. time will tell. Like it's only, only a matter of time. When he's gonna be like, you know, what I did everything that I wanted, but at the same time, I also respect what he's doing to, you know, to the Wizards because he's taking the Dame, he's taking the, the Damian uh, Lillard approach. Lillard, no matter man. how yeah. how bad this team sucks, I'm just gonna be loyal. Even Dame Lillard said, like a lot of people think I'm crazy because I'm sticking with them, but you know, loyalty is all I got. Like unless they get yeah. me dirty, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I got a, the most respect to Beal. Um, like I said, like, this, it's a lost season. I wish they, honestly, like, if they traded John Wall, and I, I tell these two people, they would have got a better, better, like, haul other than Westbrook. They would have gotten more picks, draft picks, first round picks. Because that John, John Wall, before he, you know, messed up his ACL, mm-hmm. you know, he was, like, top three, like, top five in the NBA when he had that that duel with Isaiah Thomas in the playoff. Like, that was, like, the peak. And then he hurt himself. And now, like, those those uh, those injuries are just, like, you know, those are chronic injuries, man. Like, those will not go away. And he's that type of player where he, he relies on his athleticism. He's not a Chris Paul. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not going to – he's not a floor general. I hate to say it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm yeah. just telling you yeah. the way it is. I'm not – like I said, I'm not a John Wall hater. <laughs> I'm just telling you how I've seen him the past ten years that he's been playing with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have traded him mon- you know, years mm-hmm. ago rather than what they got for Westbrook. I I love Westbrook, but how long will Westbrook stay here for? He's only here for another two years and then that's it. True. So Yeah. Yeah. And then for nationals, you know, like just like you, how I wish I was able to celebrate seeing them, you know, when they won the World Series like in 2019 you know bro. much props to you guys you know yeah you it gave was, it to us bro <laughs> I have to tell you I have to tell you you were and I have to give you the more respect you actually messaged me hey bro much respect congratulations mm-hmm. you know I I tip my hat to you bro because you know like they knew you know they knew I'm a Nats fan everybody know on social media I'm a Nats fan so that was like and everybody was so they're so determined because everybody hated Houston that year because yeah. they cheated. They cheated you guys the year before you guys should have won the world series. And then, you know, we beat them fair and square. And, you know, that was just like unreal. Like for me, like, just like you, I did if I, if they went back to back last year, then I'll be happy, but I'm happy with just one, you know, in my lifetime, yeah, I was be able, able to see one championship in my lifetime. I can tell my son you know, he may not yes. understand it now, but I told him, "Hey, like we were, we were we were alive during a time when they won, they won it all. Now, you know, you can tell your daughter, you can tell your stepson and your 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 wife, hey, hey." I was
1: telling him the last time he won, the last time the Dodgers won, I was his age. That's why like, was... he knows
0: mm-hmm. how long I waited. Mm-hmm. I was Seven,
1: the last time they they won, you know, exactly. so I am like, "Yo," just don't,
0: You just, don't don't... Mean, yeah, you just tell them, you just give them the line. You just don't know how it feels like this means. Yeah. everything to me. You they know, did. grown men cry, man. Like, you know, I shed tears when yep. the Nats won. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've seen grown men cry too when the, when the Dodgers won. It was just unreal, bro. Like sports, you know, when, you, when you're invested in sports, it's just like you're emotionally invested because you feel like you're a part of the team. You know what I mean? Like I get that absolutely. running joke with my wife. Why don't you, look, you sound like you play for the team every time like I talk about sports. That's all we know. You know, that's what entertain us. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, good luck to you guys, man. Like I said, like yeah, likewise. Life. Yeah, man. So you know, it's gonna be a long season. Hopefully, it's a, gonna be a good season. Now that we have like, you know, teams, uh, uh yeah, player, and not players, but uh, they have like uh, fans yeah. in the stands again. So instead of the, the dumb cardboard like fans <laughs> that they have, look so stupid. Yeah. All yeah. right, So um, I appreciate uh, everything, uh, you know, that you shared today. Uh, where can they find you on your, uh, on social media? Uh,
1: Air Magno's, Air Magno's Twitter, Instagram, I'm on there, holla at me, that's where I'm at,
0: For Air sure. Magno's, you'll
1: find me on Nike Talk, I still lurk. I'm still on there. Oh, there I'm you
0: talking. go, hey, don't <laughs> call, call that man on Instagram, he'd be, he'd be writing like some Supreme, uh, <laughs> some quotes on, on a Supreme, like, notepad, man. Dope hey, man, shit. Just kinda dope shit. Share share the knowledge. Share the knowledge for the youth. There you go. All right. So that this is uh the Danon and the RJ Machismo podcast. We got the homie Air Magnos. Thank you so much. Thank All right, you, guys. You have me. a good night. All right.
1: Later.